Greetings. The episode of 33 North 96 West that you are about to see or hear is actually the second in a two-part episode about the I Am Awareness. So of course you are welcome to listen to this one episode as a standalone, or if you would prefer, we'd recommend that you click back if you haven't already listened to the first part so that you receive the benefit of the full episode. Okay, here we go. So can I ask why, why are we sharing? Why is it important to you? Uh, Why do we feel inspired for everyone to have the opportunity to claim their identity as and through their I am presence? So I had a beautiful conversation in the last couple of days about this and I talked about what what we are. We are an aspect of source and we are if if we choose to embody that to give ourselves permission to explore that and embody that more and more. But something came up in a really good conversation is let's ask our why. Mm. Why we are. And I don't mean why as in let's explain creation or the big boom or big bang, excuse me, whatever it is that we choose to explore. I mean, what is our why? Um, Some people, you know, refer to that, or we all have referred to that as my purpose. So in this, in this really good philosophical conversation, the why for me, I gave an answer. And then later that night, it went even deeper as I explored it more. But my why is because I desire, and I don't mean from a place of lack, oh gosh, we don't have it. But I personally know the experience of this and how absolutely powerful It is, and how it can completely shift your entire life as a creator, not as a bystander having experiences of whatever's thrown at you. Like understanding the power you have in creating intentionally and what you desire. So I desire, what do I get from that? I get fulfillment. Tying back to a previous episode, I get so much fulfillment from that. I feel completely full. I feel whole. I feel expansive. I feel absolute infinite, etc. And so as a very giving, generous, loving person, why would I want to hold withhold that from anybody else? I would want everybody to have the potential to have ultimate fulfillment. And realize that it, it for it to become realized within them. To first realize, I wrote something this week about do you realize or do you realize using all caps the second time, meaning we can realize it conceptually or we can actually realize it into our physical vessel. Like I said, change the cells, change the DNA. Um, I am so filled up and so full of life. It comes down to life. I am at a 
point in my journey where I cannot possibly fathom not finding the delicious moments in every moment of life. Mm. And I would love to see that be a present <laughs> to everybody of coming to know their I am presence at such a level. And I will add here too, that that does not mean that I have my head in the clouds and I don't know what's going on in the world. And that seems to be a fairly um, common perspective when someone's just living in so much joy and love and abundance and it's like, oh, their heads are in the clouds. Their head is in the clouds. Um, they're not here. They're not grounded. They're not paying attention. I didn't get there by not going through all of that, by going through an immense amount of humanity and cultural suggestions and the programming and all of that with each choice I made that that expanded me more into more permission and more permission and more permission for myself. So another thing that came to me later in the night as to my why is because I am a creator. And I have known this my entire life. I have so much passion and inspiration to create, whether that's through ideas, concepts, thoughts, whether it's something physical, tangible, a good meal, uh, you know, I, lo- I I can do different types of um, craft, sewing, woodwork, you know, whatever that might be, how that comes out. Um, but I understand that I am so deeply ingrained as a creator. I came here knowing I was a creator and I can't not do that. (laughs) So that's the other thing that ties to that. I would love for others to know that they are a creator and you can create with passion and consciously create, or you can create unconsciously and just be in that experience of I'm living what's served to me. Because again, I understand we're that powerful. Mm. We're that powerful. I'm I'm going to express a statement that you have brought me to. I am in an act of creation anytime I have any experience. Yes. I'm in an act of creation every time I perceive anything. Yes. Is that untrue for any conscious being? No. Is any is anything without consciousness? No. So one of the things that I was inspired to that from what you just said, another thing I'm inspired to is that you, it it was implicit in your, in your claims of realization in your own experience is that while you are the creator in your experience, you also are recognizing that that is true for everyone else as well. Yes. And so <laughs> this is this is part of my big inspiration and definitely part of my inspiration for us sharing in this way and 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 doing the podcast. Um and I'm gonna make a a, a statement 
when you when you operate from what I'm going to refer to as distortion, a distorted view of who and what we are, you reinforce the structure of that distortion. That's the way energy works. Mm-hmm. So if there's a pervasive perspective of, of powerlessness, we are reinforcing those structures by operating as and through that idea of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. So once one begins to awaken to the, to the possibility, give themselves permission to entertain the idea that we are powerful creators, you begin to realize, I mean, and and there's kind of a, uh, as you said, as we've said, a dance back and forth up and down between the world you've been living and the possibility that you see. Mm-hmm. And it becomes actually, I'm going to say, more and more painful <laughs> to not inhabit that new space that you have arrived at. And Terry is absolutely right. In my experience, it's true that you have to witness a lot of your creations. And I feel like we're doing mm-hmm. this on a collective level mm-hmm. as well. So once again, I feel I've I feel we have arrived at a point in this conversation where we it sort of feels redundant with mm-hmm. all the messages that we've shared. <laughs> but we we approach each message from a different perspective through a different pre-production conversation. Mm-hmm. And it all we always arrive at sort of a fundamental, these fundamental truths. And I think that's beautiful that we do that. So we are collectively manifesting a shift. Well, we're, we're manifesting something all the time. We're, mm-hmm. We have created this reality. I'm creating my reality. You're creating your reality. And we have these interactions and engagements where our, intera- our realities cross paths and we have an opportunity to engage with others and we're co-creating. And so once you become aware of these dynamics and you begin to realize that many of the past claims of limitation or ideas about what we thought was possible for what, for who and what we could be or who and what we could become, um, you, you arrive at a space, it feels to me like I can't not do this. Yes. It's, it feels fun. It feels frisky. It feels like the, the next logical <laughs> thing. It's the exciting thing. It's, and it, it's about manifestation at so many different levels and in so many different ways. It is. And something that I want to add to the conversation that I heard put this way the other day, we've talked about beliefs several times on this channel. And I heard it put this way. We either know or we don't know. And what we don't know, we tend to create a belief around so that we can then think we know it. (laughs) Mm. Those are my words to paraphrase the energy behind the statement. But, oh, my gosh, it's like, you know, so many times my invitation to people to give themselves permission for to go beyond what we've already said is that I'm really giving giving you 
an invitation to give yourself permission to step outside of adopted beliefs. Because that these are prior suggestions and prior things you've adopted and prior claims. Okay, so these are your prior claims. And you can in any moment say, wow, I can go beyond any... You're giving yourself permission to say, I, I don't have to be this identity or these claims that have been made. That's huge. I mean, you're really, if you really break it down, what are you giving yourself permission to do? We've talked about it from a very broad perspective of considering that there's something beyond what we what we know. But if you break down what that means, if you don't know, and when I say no, I am not talking about textbook knowledge. I'm not talking about information that you have learned or memorized or applied. I'm talking about what you feel. That's what I mean by no. What you feel in your body, in your cells, in your emotions, in your what you actually feel. So when you don't know something, I like that idea that what we do is we we're we're scrambling, if you will, excuse me. We're scrambling, if you will, to create a belief that allows us to have a comfort space of a measurement. Of well, I already know. So if we've already decided we know there is an outside authority, how dare us make a different decision? <laughs> because we now have a belief that there's an outside authority. And that would that would okay, so this is where people bring in the phrase like feeling deaths of identities. That would mean everything that I am is a lie. I mean, that's just one way I've heard people put it. Let's well, not that that's one way you can look at it. It just means you're expanding. I tell people, it doesn't mean you've been lying to yourself. It's just that was part of your process. Because it is. It's kind of hard in our in our psyche oh, yeah. to say, everything I've ever been is wrong or a lie. Well, let's not look at it that way. Let's just say I'm expanding and considering. <laughs> yeah, so going back to, I asked earlier, and this is a perfect place to tie back to that. Are you required to hold an identity? No. So when you arrive at those moments where you're feeling that your ego is being annihilated, and mine has been over and over and <laughs> over again in the most delicious ways, you may, again, begive, begin to give yourself permission to realize that you are not required to identify at all. Yes. Does your I am presence have beliefs? No. So, and I'm I'm really wanting to express this so that so when you know, when you're in a space of knowing, couldn't you say that is a space of identification as the I am? That's what knowing is to me, yes. That's the aspect Absolutely. of you that knows. So when you're identified with, well, I believe that da 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 da. Those beliefs are claims of aspects of you. You're making the claims and the beliefs, but you are solidifying and reinforcing those structures in your experience. Are you required to have beliefs? I'm going to ask that in a different way. <laughs> the million-dollar question. I have been 
working with that for a few years. And every evolution of that revolution, let's put it that way, every revolution around that, I come to more and more knowing that I don't identify, I don't resonate with beliefs. I've said this for years. And of course, my my logical, philosophical husband, who is also very connected to the quantum and esoteric and all that, but he that's his go-to, is logic. He says, well, you can't not have beliefs. So in my exploration of that, I will tell you what I have come to know my, my core belief is. And when it's this expansive, it can definitely feel at times very mind-blowing. But what I know my core belief is ties back to the beginning of this episode. I am that I am. And the word that is what I claim. I am that I am. And whatever I choose to claim is what I am. But when I say I am that I am, my personal truth and knowing is that I am one with God, with source, with creator, as God, source, creator. It is embodied within me, and it is, there is not even the possibility for it to be separate when you know it. And that's a very expansive belief, and I am very grateful and Every day, so much gratitude and love and honor around that. So when something comes into my field and I realize I'm, that I'm not holding this to my core belief of knowing I am, that I am, knowing I am nothing less than one with source, I'm able to shift that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And another side to that is I can say if I don't know. And that that was this whole this whole thing around we either know or we don't know. We create beliefs to say we know. However, it is okay. Back to permission. It is okay to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actual story of creation. I don't know. That's a very broad one. But I don't know what I'm going to feel called to identify as tomorrow. I don't, you know, it's okay to say those things. We can give ourselves permission to not know. We have claimed in humanity that we have to know. Yeah. Questions are sometimes the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I think confusion at times is part of a process. Mm-hmm. Going back to the why and in the elaboration, connecting to what you were just expressing, I'm I'm reminded of this the initiation series by Matthias De Stefano on the Gaia Network, and I'm sharing that again as a recommendation because for those of you who are listening or or have been a part of this podcast. Uh, I think that many of you would appreciate that series. 
um, initiation on Gaia. So what I'm what I'm sharing is uh, my memory of of how he was explaining uh, a little bit the why of of things, but actually beginning with the I am presence that the uh, the creator as the I am. Um, there was after that expression another expression: what may I become? And I, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before as well, like. Uh, it can be understood that we are here to have experiences so that the creator can know what it can become. Isn't that beautiful? It is absolutely beautiful. So at the, at, at the broadest, most general sense, the answer to the question of why is so that the creative energy of the universe can know what it can become. That's you. That's that's the who. Yeah. <laughs> that's the who that you are. And and the who that I am. And, and the, the who, who that, that yes. Yeah. And the who that Terry is. And and you get to create the who. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to my question, is source energy malleable to thought and it's, experience? It's created. Yeah. By thought. Or, or you, oh, let me say that a different way. It is malleable. It is driven. All, all creation is driven by thought. That's what I'm trying it to is, say. It is an expansion and evolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we just rest in this for just a moment? Because this is, this is an indication. This is telling the story of the, of the, shift in awareness that is becoming online and available to us as a species, as a, as an organism of humanity. There is nothing that is not affected by your consciousness now. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Everything is changed by your consciousness now and now and now and Mm -hmm. now and this is true for everybody when we create and adopt a belief we begin gathering evidence to support that belief the universe is required to give you evidence. Yes, absolutely. I say we begin collecting. We are delivered. Yeah. <laughs> we are delivered that through experience and through experiences. So, so again, the invitation is to consider giving yourself permission for that to be so much broader and more expansive than maybe you ever imagined. If that belief can be more expansive taking more of the limitations out then you're then the universe is going to deliver you more expansive experiences so here's where I want to go next Terry is it possible for a world to be manifest beyond fear the esoteric mystic of me has to give a two-part answer. <laughs> I don't have to. I choose to. 
Um, I, I'm definitely going to bring in, it depends on someone's definition of world because there is the world and then there is my world. And that sounds, that that's the best way I can describe it to people when I'm talking about, I don't have the same world out pictured that you do. I, I don't, that's not my world. So if people are talking about certain things that, that they're focused on that they don't desire in the world, in the collective that they're observing, um, they just don't understand how that's not part of my world because, again, it comes back to the claims. So let me, let me reset myself and come back to your question. Um, I just keep getting to say, realize that the world as a collective is so full of infinite possibilities. That's how we bring that in to create our own individual world. And I'm not trying to make this difficult. I want to bring it back to a very grounded way in your question. So I guess I'm saying, Jared, assist me with this. <laughs> because... That's where I see the biggest disconnect is people think, well, if A, B, C, and D are going on in the world, you cannot possibly separate yourself from that because you're not separate, right? However, I have my choice points of what I'm going to claim. Mm -hmm. So I'd like us to, to ground that a little bit is what I'm trying to say. Yes. So <clears throat> with regards to how our individual worlds interact. Basically what you've I'm going to express what you just said in a slightly different way. Is it true in in Terry's life experience experience she has been offered the opportunity to agree with fear? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it true to say that at times you have chosen to align with fear? Yes. Is it true to say that at times you have chosen to ascend beyond it? Yes. Yes. So we're in a co-creative field so that we're offered opportunities. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to say, and this is, this is me wanting to expand everybody's mind with regards to what's possible and how things come to be. If no being is in agreement to the idea of fear, it no longer exists. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer offered as an option for your alignment. And how do we get to that place? When you are offered the opportunity to fear, no thank you. Mm -hmm. Fear is an opportunity to learn. There are other opportunities to learn. So, no thank you. And we all have our ways of navigating that. Sure. Yeah. And, and you can feel the difference. Absolutely. I'm giving in to, I'm, I'm aligning to fear now. I can feel, I'm at a place in my experience, and, and again, this is not hierarchical, it's just I've had this experience. I can feel when it's being offered. I can feel what's starting to happen as I begin to agree to it. And then I remember, wait, I'm not required to agree to this. Mm-hmm. This is about moving your conscious awareness to a different level of identification. Yes. Yeah. So my answer to the question, is it possible for 
a world to be manifest beyond fear? Yes. Yes. That's my answer. Yes. I, I, I completely agree. I'm in agreement with the manifestation of a world beyond the idea of fear. Is it possible? Let me ask in a reciprocal way. Are we required to manifest lack? No. Is the abundance of the universe limited? No. Can we make it limited? Yes. Something I said, I've said a few times recently that's, it, it can be, you know, considered mind-blowing, but again, it's something I invite you to just consider. When you really come to know, as I referred to earlier, the what you are, that you are not separate from source and the, the power that holds in how you create. You realize that the possibilities are so infinite. And of course, our understanding of infinite is, is just that. It's, it's an understanding the, it's a concept. The, it's a concept. Yeah. The experience of it's way beyond that. It, but but even realizing that possibilities truly are infinite is a quite quite overwhelming experience to the nervous system. It is, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. I'm bringing it down into. Mm-hmm. So I just asked about: Are we required to manifest lack? No. Is it possible to manifest the idea of infinite abundance? Yes. <laughs> do you see do you see this? Okay. So <laughs> So if we believe that our planet is in peril if if that is by virtue of the predominant belief of individuals we, we are manifesting a collective belief that the earth is in peril. That will be the reality that we have collectively. Because our decisions will be made based off of the fear of that becoming realized. I, that just felt like yeah. being said. Yeah. Yeah. So... If we understand the abundant and regenerative nature of the universe and this planet, and we are in agreement to that aspect of our experience, that will be manifest. Yes. See, these are shifts in perception mm-hmm. that lead to that you, that we each individually have an as we're we're powerful beyond measure. Mm-hmm. And it all comes down to your, your consciousness, your perception in each moment of your experience. And I'm not, I don't want to say that to be heavy. I want to say that mm-hmm. to be inspiring and empowering. But you do need to kind of be aware of what you're doing with your consciousness. Yes. And, you know, you can, you can do these practices, if you will, that are, that are pretty simple and, and actually experience the effects of it. It's it's a way to experiment, if you will. You can say, for example, 
an invitation I was extending during a session the other day is just sit down. And I've done this for years without realizing when I started really what, why I was doing it or what I was doing it, but you can write down your I am's and you can say, um, Okay, let's tie it back to identity. If you start saying I am and you start listing these identities that that you have adopted and you've created and adopted and claimed, then my invitation is, okay, now pan out a little further, be a little more objective, if you will, and say, okay, how can I broaden that language of that? Mm -hmm. How can I reframe that? Because as you shift your thought, your language, your thoughts, then you're going to shift that frequency. So if I say I am a human being, I'm going to have a certain effect. I can actually feel that viscerally in my body. Yeah, well, that's that's truth. You know, I'm a human being. Um, however, I'm going to have experiences that connect to the what that means in the collective. Mm-hmm. What that means and how we have translated that is that means I'm limited. Yeah, because we have an idea about what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. And that that idea may carry limitation for you. Right. So, so if you I, say I'm an infinite being, yes, that's a different idea. Absolutely. It? That's what I was going say. You could say I'm a divine being. I am a infinite being. And and you're not trying to talk yourself out of the reality that you are human. You're not trying to escape. You're trying to broaden that to say, I, in, in fact, the way I did that in the beginning is I went from I am human to I am a divine human, meaning I am both. I am both. Yeah. You know, and so it just kept expanding me to where, yes, I am an infinite being. And I think that's a practice that we can apply in anything. Yeah. It can be in anything. And I can do that for you too. Yes. And you don't need to tell people you're doing this, but I can <laughs> I can be within my awareness, within my consciousness, I can be in agreement with the divine aspect of Terry. Mm-hmm. That matters. Let, let me mm-hmm. let me ground some more in a slightly different way, too. Going back to like sort of everyday situations and manifestation and stuff, because I've had these experiences, so I know. Okay, so <laughs> so so let's say I am poor. Well, that's a claim of identity, and you're likely to be offered evidence to support your claim. Mm-hmm. If you can find ways to recognize the abundance that is offered to you, then you're reinforcing the idea of abundance in your experience. But let's really say, so I'm going to ask you a question. If I'm holding on to or hoarding my resources, is that contributing to abundance or is that contributing to lack? To lack. Can we all just sit with that for a moment? Mm -hmm. Because basically you have the energetic countenance that if you let go of this, you won't have enough. So you're in a fear stance. And so that's creating the atmosphere of lack around you, even though you're, you're saving, pinching your penny. I'm not telling people not to save money. That's not. It's a perspective and a mentality. Yeah. How you approach it, yes. It, you know, last night I was listening to 
um, the first part of a, a new book I put on audio, and it uh, <laughs> it's talking about when you realize the I am, the power of the I am, and you work with the I am presence and and intentionally, and and you realize that that's not separate from source. To just use some of my language, the more you do that, and you actually work with intentionally manifesting in the tangible. So let's just say uh, goods or uh, what's the other word that they used? Um, Riches. If you're doing it from an aligned place rather than a place of greed or separateness, again, fear or separation, if you're doing it from this fullness of knowing your infinite abundance, I loved how he said what you realize, the more you do that, you realize, oh my gosh, what I'm really manifesting is that the giving Mm. is the biggest aspect of all of this Mm -hmm. because we've moved out of being separate and in lack of, I, I don't have, so I want to have, I don't have a, you know, so we, we move into the giving is the the golden nugget, if you will, around that, because the more you are giving and the less you're hoarding or holding or in that lack, the more is going to come in. It's just, that's just kind of a universal law is that, and and he was actually saying that at one point when the secret came in, that was an aspect that wasn't really brought in at that time. It wasn't introduced through that means at that time is that that's another part of it is the more you give. And, and you know, keeping in mind, giving does not have to be a physical, tangible thing either. And so when we broaden from the lack perspective, we realize, and I, I said this to the, a beautiful a beautiful person this morning in a phone conversation, like, you know, I, I want to give back to you what all you've given to me, and but I don't have, but I don't have, but I don't have. Mm. I said, let me tell you what you have. You have, you are so rich. You have so much richness of love and giving. And that's all that matters, you know? And so it was just a beautiful exchange experience. And and she acknowledged it. Yes, yes. I'm very rich in that. I'm very rich in that. And I said, so rather than saying all I have to give, I mean, that is all, you know? So maybe you can reframe that to... I have infinite love, you know? So, but anyway, yes, it's, it's, um, I liked that. I liked that he framed it that way. It can come to a point to where there is so much giving because you understand there is no limitation and that, it, you know, that's a process we can, we can come to. You know, the source of infinite supply. Absolutely. There you go. There yeah. are no interruptions in the supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> and of course there is a spiritual axiom to give is to receive. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been delicious. How do we bring ourselves into focus for resolution? Know and understand. I say no and understand, understand being more the concept and the, 
a way to begin realizing it, but know, like you can feel this, that this, this is not something that you are saying I would like overnight success with. You know, again, that's self-sabotage. We're putting ourselves under, under, you know, what can feel like really heavy, intense expectations. Or so, so be mindful with your language. Let, that, let me put, say, let's just say this to start with being very mindful of your language. If you're saying, well, I have so much work to do. These are phrases I hear every day in sessions with people. I have so much work to do. I wished I was where you are. Mm. <laughs> um, how do I get where you are? Well, I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, so these again are implying there's lack and that's okay. There is no judgment of that. What I'm saying is if you're really mindful of how your, your consciousness is outpicturing through your thoughts, through your words, through your expressions, then, then you can literally say in the moment, and you've heard me talk about this before, excuse me, I'm going to reframe that. Mm-hmm. You can say it right then. Yeah. You can give yourself permission to say, Oops, I didn't really care for that. Yeah. Or I, I'm going to empower myself a little more. You can do it at any moment. And so just do that. Just start paying attention to your thoughts, to your language, and say, wow, how could I expand this a little bit? How could I I could reframe this? And give yourself permission. And I don't care. You can be as goofy as I am. You can laugh about it and be silly or whatever resonates with you. But you've got to be lighthearted about it and give yourself permission to do that. I don't say you have to. That's a choice you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I think it's a natural. Uh, if you understand that there's there that uh, this ascension of consciousness is a process, you, it is inevitable to a degree that you're going to arrive at a place where you realize what mm-hmm. Terry just expressed. Um, I'm constantly, not constantly, but I often do the shifting thing or the reframing in my mm-hmm. mind and my consciousness. So I think what I would like to leave us with is just a reminder of what's required for you to be worthy of this. And it's simply that you exist. Mm-hmm. You don't have to earn it. Mm-mm. Because you be, it is so. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a way to understand this I am thing. You are. And that is your purpose. That's, to be. To, that's it. Yes. And yeah. then what do you what do you want to do with that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. What yeah. do you want to do with Play that? Play with it. Get like you said, get creative, get yeah. frisky, get excited. Yeah. Just Play, make it playful. Yeah. We do tend to make it so serious. Yeah. Spiritual seriousness is the worst kind of <laughs> seriousness. Yeah. But so, so this is about being and, and manifestation is so much more about being than it is actually about doing, mm-hmm. figuring out all the work. You'll begin to realize it's, it's more about how you be and what you're tuning into and rather than 
forcing things and making things happen and and like the density of that as Terry said it's more about receiving and allowing that's the that's the differentiation in in the paradigms is that where we've come from a space where we created structures that were built on this idea of unworthiness and lack and needing to force things and make things happen. And we kind of lost sight as a species, as a civilization about what happens with the energy, the fact that we are generators of vibration, that we are conscious creators or that we're unconscious creators, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. So we're moving into more of a space of allowing and receiving and being. It's not that we don't do things, but the energy precedes the action. The alignment precedes the action. And there's not a being alive that's not worthy of this. And human relationships will certainly evolve as more people come online to these new frequencies. Because from the from your alignment with your I am presence. So, so many behaviors that we may otherwise outsee, we may see outpictured otherwise are not options for you. They're not, you, you, they're just not there. You don't, you don't, the I am presence doesn't harm. There is only benefit. There's only benefit. You you can't be an obstacle to anyone or anything for any reason. You are a benefit to everything. Mm-hmm. And everything is to your benefit. Mm. It feels like a nice expanded space. I was going to say, I am extremely expanded right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would agree. It's very... That feeling right there, I mean, that is, that's the I am presence. Yeah. It just feels so delicious and just like, I'm just going to sit in this a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. So thank you for hanging in there with us for this one and receiving uh, and sharing with us energetically. And so now we'll leave it there and we'll all take this energy out into the world and share it with the people we encounter and not just people, mm-hmm. trees All, and yeah. plants and the fairies of the universe. There you go. Yeah. Just definitely. I invite you to practice it, apply it, just, just play with it, be it, be it and see how that, how that feels, how that, is outpictured in your life. And every time, it still can surprise us in such a beautiful way. (laughs) I'm so grateful for that. Yes, so exciting. Okay, shall we leave it right there? I think so. Thank you, thank you for today. You're very welcome, thank you. We'll see you all next time.